You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota Golf Show live on the Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd feed. I would be Ross Brendel from the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant Podcast Stage. Kicking off this podcast with David Swan. He is the president of, I'm going to guess, Per Golf. Did Pure. I get that right? Okay, see, that's... Oh, t- we're going to have to start over No, now. I told you I was going into this one <laughs> blind by intention. And yes. here, here's the story, David, Okay. You can fill in the blanks of the story because you reached out and said, hey, I got something I think people would like to know. It's a really cool story. And the moment I hear really cool story, I actually don't want to know what it's about until we talk about it. Does that make any sense to you? Like I want want you to give me the full story. I can't get that if I know it. Right. This is giving me a lot of creative license here. (laughs) Well, you know, that's why we had you over. Right. So let's talk about this again. It's David Swan with Let's Get This Right. He is the president of Peer Golf there at the Minnesota Golf Show this weekend. I want you to tell me about the really cool story that you have that you thought people would want to hear. So start where you will, and we'll go from there. Well, the really cool story, uh, shortly. So I'm an avid struggling golfer like uh, me too. the rest of the world. And about five and a half years ago, uh, my handicap was ballooning. Uh, along with my waistline, I guess, and my buddies who were scratch golfers were getting tired of golfing with me, and I'm sure it wasn't my personality. So (laughs) I went out and uh, got a really good coach, Joe Gruppner, out of Edina. I think he's one of the best teachers I've ever uh, been around in my life. And we were working on my swing, and, and one day we were fiddling around with lineman sticks, and, you know, that you buy a wall, the... Home Depot or whatever, and trying to get him parallel, and I was like, this is just ridiculous, and he said something like, well, why don't you go find a better way to do it? So in about three months, we created a product called Pure Align, which uh, we call alignment sticks on steroids. So if anyone uses alignment sticks, these are the bomb. You can configure them in a thousand different ways. Uh, it's really cool. It's a great, great teaching aid. And... Then shortly after that, and I think it was uh, spurred on, I I was in Florida at uh, Babcock National, and there were like 30 guys in the putting green, and every single one of them had a different gizmo, and chalk lines and mirrors and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't really think anything of it, and I, I mean, I'm an inventor, I guess. And I have a notebook by my bed, and I woke up one night, and I started drawing this thing. And when I woke up the next morning, I looked at it like, what in the world is that? Well, I was trying to figure out a way to build the best putting device in the world. And uh, five years later, and I shan't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of dollars, (laughs) and a great team of engineers and uh, people around me, uh, we have developed the most precise, comprehensive, uh, accurate, putting trainer in the world. Uh, 
So I'm looking at this thing right mm-hmm. here at the golf show. You have it on the table for me to see mm-hmm. and for everybody to look at here at the show. Layman's terms, break this down for me and people listening that can't see this. How is this going to stop me from three-putting so much? Well, I mean, you got to practice, right? Yep. But it's uh, what we did is I bought every single putting trainer that I could find on the Internet and have bought all the new ones in the last five years. We studied uh, all the major drills that people had been doing for 50 or 60 years, and I tried to build a system that does all of those things. And they kind of, you know, a mirror has pretty much an individual focus, the Pels trainer, the Arc trainer, whatever it might be. Uh, And we wanted to build one system that does all of those things, but it does all of those things better than what their one intended purpose. So I I have, you know, I have strong feelings on how you should putt, but we are not about teaching people how to putt a specific way. Uh, if whatever your putting philosophy is, you can set up our system to reinforce that. So whether it's eyes over the ball, eyes over the inside of the ball, straight back, straight through, arced, whatever your philosophy is, you can, you can adapt the system to reinforce the philosophy. We just got back from the PGA show. We sold out of all our inventory the first day. I think we had seven professionals walk by our booth in four days who did not buy one. Wow. And I looked at every one of them. I said, if you can go on this floor and buy 10 other punting trainers and bring them over here and say, any of these is better at a singular focus than what you have, I'll buy you dinner anywhere. And the beauty of our machine, well, there's, there's many wonderful things, but I can set this up to teach an eighth, eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and they can be entertained, and they can all of a sudden start telling me, oh, my club face was closed, my putter face was open, etc." Or I can set this up for a tour player and bring him and her, or her to her knees. So we call it the truth for a reason, because some people can't handle the truth. But it, you know, that's why we call it the truth trainer, because it gives you the cold hard facts. I think what I liked about there was the few good men reference you just dropped in there, whether you were trying to <laughs> no. do that oh, or yes, not. Oh, yes, absolutely, okay. yes, yes. All right, I feel, yeah. I've, We I've, don't pay a royalty. Uh, okay, yeah. good. No, and I'm not paying it for you either. I, I imagine you, you kind of just hit on it and alluded to it, but a fair amount of success stories, I can't imagine one person has used this and gotten worse. No, and it, it's, you know, we, we've had, and I have some of them over at my booth. We... We, I stopped counting at 500, but we probably have gone through 650 prototypes. Really? We, we were basically running five 3D printers 24 hours a day for four years. We would come up with a, a model. We would send it out to college programs. We would get feedback, and we just kept changing and changing and changing it. Um, but, it, it, you know, we, we know we know it works. We really launched our hard sale two weeks ago at the PGA show. The feedback was incredible. You know, I, I, we had a woman who won the British Open. She bought one. Um, uh, some professionals have literally bought them at full price. These people don't buy anything, right? Um, we had a great, a great story. Uh, a uh, girl from Europe on the LPGA, she came by our booth with her caddy. I, I will refrain from the swear words that came out of his mouth. Sure. And basically he said, if you don't buy this, I'm quitting. So 
Um, yeah, the, the, the stories are great. We have lots of college uh, programs. We have over 100 college programs using it. I, uh, we give great discounts to kids because I want to help kids, uh, kids golf. And I just, I, I think the reception um, has been really fantastic. I am not from the golf community, you know, and I have, I'm a basketball coach basically. And I have tremendous uh, respect for teachers and guys who dedicate their, uh, their life to this. I just looked at this and said, there has got to be a better way to uh, teach people how to putt. There's a couple of housekeeping items that I want to get to for people that will yep. hear this tonight or tomorrow morning. Yep. They're coming to the show. Where are you located at the show? And if people aren't coming out to the show, how can people learn more information? Yeah, yeah, thank you. We are at the absolute far end of the show. We are doing a wonderful putting contest with yes. all the money going and talk to, about that, please. All the money going to First Tee. You basically sign up for $5. We're giving you a $35 hat. Uh, we have had almost every golf course in this show uh, donate a round of golf. So we have fantastic raffle prizes. And then we have a contest using our machine and the top three scores uh, will we'll win some very, very nice prizes from Orange Whip and Cobalt and Craigans and um, uh, I'm forgetting someone. Oh, oh uh, the, the Gears uh, uh, system at Dick's, they have an unbelievable... Uh, I guess I would call it a fitting and training system at Dick's. So we have some really, really nice prizes. So um, that is an option. And if someone wanted to go online, uh, our website is pur.golf. So we thought it was great when we bought the URL. People still think it's pur.golf.com. It is not. It is literally pur.golf. Uh, we have everything on there. As I said, we sold out the first day of the show. The next uh, very, very large order is literally in the ocean somewhere between here and China. <laughs> and we are anticipating um, we will be delivering about mid-March on those orders. Very quickly, before I let you go, on the just the design aspect for you, you mentioned kind mm. of a designer and inventor. How cool is it to see something go from that pad of paper that you talked about to people are now buying it and you're hearing cool. from some of the professionals that are telling you this thing works. Yeah, it, it's quite amazing. And I think the funny thing is, like, we thought we were done. Oh, we're done, we're done. And I've been calling college coaches going, that thing you bought from us a year and a half ago, can you please throw it away? I'm sending you a new one. You know, they thought it was the bomb. And now I look at what we've done. And I think the big change was I... I spent in March a lot of money and we hired plastics, some of the best plastics engineers in the world out of Ontario and they took what I wanted and they made it beautiful. I mean, they, they made it functional. The old one you had to put together in 11 pieces. This one all collapses in this beautiful box in 10 seconds. So that was probably the big, I just, I'm not a plastics engineer, sure. right? So they took all the fundamentals and the trigonometry and all the physics that we believed in, and they were like, hey, we're going to make this thing sparkle. And they did. In closing, any uh, basketball teams you want to uh, rep or talk about? You still coaching? Oh, geez, I'm at the wrong place here. I am, <laughs> I am a very, very sad Badger fan right oh, now. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, we shan't even talk about the Milwaukee Bucks hiring Doc Rivers, so that's a whole wow, other story. Okay. Uh, but, no, the, the Badgers are kind of – they got bad mojo going on, so we got we to turn it around here. Well, you finally got the ax back from my gophers. Right, But that's right. football. That's not right. basketball. Well, and I'm – yeah, I – you know, 
I, I live I live part time in Edina most of the time in northern okay. Wisconsin. So I'm a I'm a cheesehead, but I, I you know I I respect the pain that all the people in Minnesota go well, through. Well, I'm gonna close with this. I'm a graduate of what I always say is the Lakeville High School, aka Lakeville North. Oh yeah, oh, we're half the of pipeline. Your, yeah, we're yes. half of your basketball <laughs> yes. program. Oh, is it's from. incredible, isn't it? I also know yeah. the uh, mayor of Lakeville, and I've told him numerous times. You need to start telling these families. Their kids will never get jobs in Lakeville. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're all leaving this town if you keep going to Wisconsin versus. But I, I am happy for the Gophers, and I'm <laughs> I'm happy for Ben, and they, you know, they they're really really play, they're playing as as well as anyone in the conference. So this next, you know, we're in crunch time here, uh, the dog days of February. So the next couple of weeks are going to be telling. Well, David, the story is very impressive. I appreciate you sharing it. It's great to meet you. Great to see you at the show. I encourage everybody to come check you out at the what you call it the the back side the of the show. The far, far back farthest, corner. Farthest corner. And support and First Tee. I think we've yep. had over 100 people uh, register today, so that has been great. All the money goes to them. It's They're just an amazing organization, and we're, we're happy to be able to raise some money for them. And give your website one more time, please. P-U-R.golf. That is David Swan. He is the president of Pure Golf, joining us from the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage at the Minnesota Golf Show. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Minnesota Golf Show live from the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage. I would be Ross Brendel, joined right now by John Mays. He is the executive director and COO of the MGA, the Minnesota Golf Association. They have longstanding been a part of the Minnesota Golf Show. They're not too far from the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage, and they're also here this weekend supporting youth on course so thank you so much john for popping over and talking a little bit about the mga yeah thanks for having me excited to be here and excited to join the show well let's talk about this what you're doing here over the weekend and then if you don't mind also just your involvement with youth on course of course yeah the uh you know the golf show is sort of the the entry point into uh into the golf season right and with yes. the weather uh as it's been i think the golf bug has hit a lot of people early this year uh, so it's good to see a lot of excitement out at the show uh, early today and and continuing through the weekend. So the MGA, you know, has been a longtime partner with the with the golf show, um, and it's you know it's just our opportunity to get in front of uh, as many golfers as possible. Obviously, if if you're here, you you have an affinity for the game, you're engaged in it, um, and you know we we strive. Our mission is to serve the game, and ultimately, um, everyone who walks through these doors is an important piece of kind of the, the infrastructure and the culture of golf in Minnesota. And we just want to be here as a support system for them, uh, show them what, what we offer, the different programs we have, and, and um, you know, everything that we do. What I love about what you guys are doing specifically this weekend, it, it kind of coincides with a lot of what we do So I, I, for, at Hubbard Broadcasting. So I work for Hubbard Broadcasting. I'm with Score North, help out with GL and a bunch of other people in the building. One of the uh, overriding things Hubbard Broadcasting likes to do, give back to the community in any way you can. We're doing 
fundraisers that raise money. People give up their time to volunteer for things. A lot of different ways just to give back. Well, that's what you guys are doing with Youth on Course. And you mentioned kind of the, the entry point of the season is right now, but also just being able to give back and be a part of the golf community. Well, this is a great way to do it. And just talk about the importance that you guys see in being a part of something like Youth on Course. And then if you don't mind, just exactly what does it do? If I gave you 20 bucks right now, what does that do? Of course. Uh, so Youth on Course is one of our uh, three pillars to our foundation. So the Minnesota Golf Foundation, um, you know, and underneath the, the Minnesota Golf Association, uh, we support Youth on Course, we support women's scholarships, and we support caddy development programming. Uh, so Youth on Course, um, you know, probably the, the most uh, well-known of those three, uh, you know, pillars of the foundation. Youth on Course really is, um, it's kind of the opportunity for any junior to get involved with the game um, at a really low cost, yes. uh, low entry point to, to join. So, um, you know, it's a it's an annual membership, uh, and that provides you with access to, um, you know, over 100 golf courses in Minnesota for $5 a round, which is unbelievable. Yeah, it's that's you're not going to really find that anywhere else. And when you talk about wanting to get youth involved in the game, that really takes out one of the major barriers, right? The, that That expense of getting out, to golf is, is virtually almost wiped out entirely. If, if you don't mind, let's talk about your role, executive director and COO of the MGA. Kindly in layman's terms, tell me, what are you doing on a daily basis? Of course. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it's a bit of um, an opportunity to be the face of golf, right, in Minnesota. And, yeah, and how sort cool of, is that? Yeah, um, that's hard to beat. So um, I took over for Tom Ryan, who was, uh, you know, in this role for, 20 plus years, um, I took over last fall, and it, you know it, it is um, an opportunity to give back to the game I love. And you know, to be just completely honest, I think it is uh, probably the coolest job in the world. Uh, and you know, to be back in my home state, I grew up in Bloomington, uh, right down the road, and and to be back here, um, I was one of those kids that you know, kind of sort of had access to golf and and wanted to. I got the bug, and I wanted to be a part of it more and more and more. I was fortunate enough to, to play in high school at, at Bloomington Jefferson, fortunate enough to go and play in, in college as well. And, you know, to see what golf has done for me. Yeah. Um, and now to be in a role where I can give back to, to the game and to help to grow the game, um, you know, kind of foster the next generation of golfers is great. So really my responsibility is to serve the game. We have 92,000 members uh, that, that are a part of our association. Um, you know, 400 or so golf courses throughout the state and facilities and clubs throughout the state that are a part of our association. Our role is to serve the game and to serve those members and to ultimately steward, um, you know, kind of the next generation of golfer to ensure that the game is in a better place than we found it. So I think I love the back half of what you said there, I think is, is really, really cool. There's a lot to dissect from what you said, but when you talk about the health of golf and, and keeping it, you know, something that everybody is doing and projecting out 10, 20 years from now, a part of the way for golf to stay healthy is kind of getting people actively involved in the game, right? Because you need to constantly refill that pipeline of people who are golfing. Of course. Um, you know, one of the things that we've seen in the industry, uh, really, you know, kind of a byproduct of COVID to a certain extent, the pandemic was that people are 
um, playing in the game at a really, really high rate right now. Rates that we haven't seen uh, really for a couple of decades. And golf, because of that, is in a great spot. Courses are full. You probably, you know, if you're a golfer and you, you look at golf tee sheets over the summer here yes. in Minnesota, it's hard to find a tee time. Um, and for golf course operators, for what we do, um, that's a good thing, right? And, and what we want to do is we want to ensure that as those new golfers come into the industry and, and start to uh, engage with the game, that they persist and continue to play, that they don't get frustrated, they don't get uh, forced away, you know, due to anything, um, you know, due to not having access to tee times, due to constraints that we put on them. So I think that getting people into the game is one thing, keeping them involved, engaged, and loving the, the game is really what we are striving to do. I always get this wrong. I think you'll know or at least be able to correct me or lend better context. Minnesota, at one point, we either had, or maybe it was both, the most golf courses per capita or golfers both. per capita. Okay, so it's both. Okay, great. Dumb question here. <laughs> Is a lot of that because for five months of the year we're, we're cooped up? I think so. It's hard to, it's really hard to, to say. I think that Minnesotans love to be outside. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, whether it's ice fishing, uh, snowmobiling, golfing, you know, skiing, uh, running, biking, we just love the outdoors. Uh, and we have a great state to do that in, yes. right? We, we've uh, invested in, in outdoors programming. We've invested in biking trails and, and snowmobile trails and, you know, all these different things to maintain our environment um, and to maintain, you know, the, the opportunities to enjoy the, out, the outdoors. And golf is one of those ways, right? To, to be outside, walking or riding 18 holes, nine holes, whatever it might be, um, it's just a great opportunity to, uh, you know, be around people you like, to uh, enjoy a game that is challenging and, and exciting and, and just, you know, provides kind of the, the camaraderie um, among your, your peers that you, that you are striving for. Um, and ultimately, I think that that kind of outdoors aspect of it is probably the biggest driver. And we get cooped up, like you said, for, yeah. for five or six months out of the year. And once those, you know, kind of the, the first couple of weeks of golf season hit, you know, whether it's April, May, whatever it might be, people just flock out to the golf courses. And they don't stop until snow's covering the courses Correct. In, the, in the late fall or early winter. Um, and you've seen it here, even with this mild winter we've had, where some courses have been open over the past couple of, of weeks and, and up to a month or so. And people, those courses are full. Um, so it's not as if, you know, there's just a handful of really avid golfers that are going sure. out there right now. Those courses are filling up because our state is full of those avid golfers. And it's really cool to see. Let's talk about, again, you're not horribly far from uh, the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage. You're about two or three booth spaces down what are you guys doing this weekend? And when people walk away from the MGA, what do you if they maybe they don't know a lot about you? What are they? What are you hoping they leave with when they walk away? I think the biggest thing is that we want people to understand that the MGA is not just for the hyper competitive golfer. Okay. It's not just for you know the person who wants to compete in the state AM or in our championships. Uh, the MGA is for anyone who plays golf, uh, whether you are a beginner who doesn't even keep score. Uh, and just enjoy being out there with friends, or if you are, you know, striving to, to, you know, make the state am, win the state am, play on a tour or something like that, uh, we have offerings, we have programmings, we have services 
for everyone on every spectrum. And, and the, the greatest thing about golf, you don't get this in any other sport where in one foursome uh, on the same course, you can have the best player in the world and you know the weekend hack yes. can be in yep. the same group. And because of the world handicap system, you can have a competitive round of golf. Um, and you can't do that in basketball, a sport I love. You can't do it in football. You can't do it in hockey. You put you know the best player in the world and the worst player in the world on the on an ice rink, and you try yeah. to tell them to to play against each other. It's not going to go well. Uh, but you can do that in golf, and I think that's the beauty of it. So we want to spread the word that um, you know because of the handicapping system, because of different ways that you can play and engage with the game. Really, golf is for everyone, and the MGA is here for every golfer in Minnesota, not just the select few. Final question for you: Something you said in your last answer just spurred a thought. What is the best way for somebody, whether they're, I don't know, 6, 26, 46, they want to start golfing? How do you recommend that somebody actually starts that's never golfed? Do you go to a driving range, you hack around there? I mean, honestly, what is the best yeah. way to start golfing if you're not a golfer? I am, but I know a lot of people. I mean, and you probably hear it when you're out and about not at a golf show. Boy, I like to golf, but I've never done it before. Yeah. Well, one of the beauties of this sport is you have people start at all different walks of life, all different ages of life. And most people, when they start golfing, you know as well as I do, they get hooked. Yep. So when somebody's starting, is there a good way to start golfing? There is. I think that um, there's a lot of good ways to start golfing. And I think one of the biggest barriers to our sport is that it, there's, there's a bit of an intimidation factor. And uh, part of what we want to do is kind of break that down, right? And, okay. And to... Uh, lessen the barrier to entry uh, for the sport. So, you know, it, the, the best way in my mind, if you're a youth, is, is through youth on course. But there's a number of different ways, right? There's the first tee, there's youth on course, there's the PGA's junior programming. There's all sorts of different ways for, for a youth to get involved. And it, fortunately, that youth on course is throughout the entire state. Uh, first tee is throughout the entire state. So, it, so these programs exist everywhere in our state and nationally, quite frankly. Um, and then, you know, I think for someone who's not in that youth, youth uh, category but wants to get involved in it, you know, uh, if you're an adult and, and just interested in picking it up for one reason or another, I think that your best opportunity really, and, and I'll plug uh, the PGA section that's a couple of, of uh, stops down from us here at the golf show, uh, is to get in touch with your local pro because they are um, not just for, again, the, the elite golfer. They're there to help an entry-level golfer gain the proper skills to make it a, a enjoyable experience. And if you're a scratch golfer or a 36 handicap, golf is really, really frustrating. It doesn't matter, you know, kind of what level you're at. Golf is very frustrating, but it's also very rewarding. And I think that's what your local golf professional can teach you, is that once you kind of acquire the, the necessary skills, then, you know, there are um, such great benefits to this game that come along with playing with your friends and, and your family. And I think that um, golf pros at your local club, you know, every, every club throughout the metro or, or throughout the, the state is going to have, you know, a golf pro that's very accessible. Um, and I think that's your best opportunity. Um, and then just, you know, get out on the course and, and don't worry about, um, you know, being, uh, not being good, right? I think that's the biggest mental block for most people is that they expect when, they step foot on the golf course that everyone is watching them and that they have to stripe one down the fairway to be accepted on the course. And, you know, I can tell you that there's many people uh, that love golf 
who have never hit a fairway in their life. So just yeah. get out there and, and keep playing. <laughs> I also always tell people it's the old the old line or old adage. I'm not really playing against anybody. I'm playing against myself. Yeah. So not not to be. I have plenty of friends who are a lot better golfers than I am. Some that are a lot Same. worse. Yeah. I don't really care. I don't care yeah. if they're better or worse than me. I, I know that might sound a little bit brash or harsh, but I don't. I'm I'm just out there to have to your point. Minnesota. Let's have a good time. That's right. Let, let's let's golf. Let's partake in this great game. So I, I really appreciate that answer. Uh, as we close things out, whether it be for the MGA Youth on Course, what are websites that you would want to guide people to or just have them check out? Yeah, of course. Uh, go to mngolf.org. Uh, that's going to be our best best spot to you know kind of be the central location for for all of that. You can get more information about Youth on Course through that. You can get more information about different events we're doing. We don't just host championships, although that is one of our hallmarks, um, is our, our slate of championships. But we also host um, programming. We have an, an upcoming women's event um, that I think is going to be great right around Valentine's Day um, you know, coming up. So that's going to be your best bet is mngolf.org. We're also on all of our, uh, you know, all the social media and, and everywhere else too, updating people. So uh, yeah, go check us out. Wonderful. And I do want to mention to anybody coming out to the show, the rest of this weekend that maybe listens to this tonight or tomorrow from this Josh Arnold Investment Consultant podcast stage in our area. We actually have a silent auction right now, and I've seen plenty of bids down there. We're raising money as well for Youth on Course right in front of our podcast stage. Half-day boat rental up for grabs, a lot of great restaurant gift cards, $250 restaurant gift certificates actually that are valid at Barley and Vine, the Jordan Supper Club, Tamarack Tap Room, Steel and Hops, Woolies Kitchen and Bar. So just plenty of things that you can uh, bid on in the silent auction. And all that money will go directly to Youth on Course. So, John, thank you for being here. And I know you're, sounds like they told me you're relatively new to the role, but I think the early returns are good. <laughs> that's right, what that's they're good, telling me. Good to hear. <laughs> and one more plug for Youth yes. on Course. We are, uh, it's, I very much appreciate you raising money here for, for that. Uh, Youth on Course is the, in Minnesota, is the second largest program of its kind in the entire country, only behind California. Love and, it. And, um, you know, it just, again, it shows the interest and the passion that Minnesotans have for the game, which is awesome. So our goal is to, to keep growing it and, and hopefully eventually overtake California because, you know, we don't want to be second. No, we don't want to be second, no. <laughs> Especially when you're second, you might as well be first That's at right. that point, right? That's the goal. That's John Mays, the executive director and COO of the MGA, the Minnesota Golf Association, more from the Minnesota Golf Show in just moments. We're at the Minnesota Golf Show from the Josh Arnold Investment Consultant Podcast stage. I am Ross Brendel on this Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd on Score North podcast feed, invading it to talk about golf here in the state of Minnesota. Joined right now by Franco Zerna. He is the program director for the first tee. I believe I read that right. Is that correct, Franco? That is correct. I did. All yes. right. So the first tee... One of my favorite parts about the golf show, you heard me mention this with uh, the folks from, I guess, directly or indirectly with Youth on Course. What I love about the Minnesota Golf Show is directly supporting youth and the game of golf. And the first tee does just that in many different ways. You have the $100,000 pontoon putt. There's a chance this weekend somebody's going to walk home with a $100,000 prize package. And we can spend some more time on that in a few moments, but honestly, for those listening, maybe they haven't been to the golf show, it's been a little while, or they've heard of the first tee, they do, but they don't know much about it. Well, what is the first tee 
and how are you guys playing an active role in the golf community? So, uh, first of all, thank you for having having us. Yeah, here thank us. you for being um, here. First thing is a, a, a national program, and we 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 teach life skills through golf. You know, we provide uh, uh, learning opportunities for kids of all backgrounds. So we 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 take away the limitations of uh, financial limitations, access limitations, and that's our goal, to make sure any kid that wants to learn how to play golf will have a chance to do it, okay? And then, at first we believe that all the inherent values of golf is really essential to, like, to society. Sure, yep. You know what I mean? It's like we have our core, nine core values, now we, we have our nine core commitments, like using good judgment, staying positive, okay? So all those are, we feel like are essential so kids can be armed with those traits as they navigate the world. And you know how it is out there. Yeah, yep. Right? Anybody who has a day job of any sorts, whether that's, you know, even it's a, it's a stay-at-home job or whatever it is, anybody who's dealt with anything in life knows it could be a tough world. And the game of golf can really help you navigate those waters. It, it completely does. Because, I mean, it, you look at golf and you, you, you go in and you're thinking, oh, I could overpower it. You know, I could just use my brute strength. But golf it's, in itself is like it's going to humble you and it's going to let you know that that's not the best route, right? You got to plot your way on a given hole or a given golf course. You can't just attempt to muscle your way. So we're... Playing the game the right way or however, the more enjoyable way is to plot your way along a certain uh, 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 set of, you know, terrain or whatever have you. So teaching that to the kids, knowing that it's, 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 it's not always the easy way out that you got to look for. You always got to make sure that you have, you know, you got you to think two steps ahead. So if you want to go hit it to this area, you got to make sure that it gives you another shot to this area. It's not just one shot. It's like there's another. You got to think about another shot. So, like in that respect, like if they hit a bad shot, that's fine. But you still have another shot to hit, Correct. right? Yep. You know, it doesn't end there. Or another thing is, or like they, they get a good hole, but you know you can celebrate it. Or you they get a bad hole, they get you can't get too down with, with yourself because. Guess what? You have another hole to play. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not done until like either you play nine holes or 18 holes. So the first few holes, you're playing really good, but you got to temper yourself to make sure like, well, I still have other holes. And I think, at least for me, most rounds that I golf, they do have those ups and downs. And it, it goes back to that metaphor for life where, okay, I got to work through this or this didn't go exactly the way I want it, but I still have an opportunity here to, to change how things are going. And I love that that is exactly kind of how you talked about it as well, that it just, you're always going to have an opportunity to do more, but also the game is going to give you a chance to, for lack of a better term, be a little bit humbled, and that's not a bad thing either. Oh, completely. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's always good to know that there's always room for improvement. Yes. Right? I mean, that's how we, we grow. That's how they, they, we learn. You can't go around going to left going, oh, I know everything. Oh, you can't go around the golf game. 
oh, I know the game. Next thing you know, he's going to humble you back. Yes. Right? And then it could be in a spectacular fashion, right, in front of friends or wherever. Or it could just be by yourself. But regardless, you always got to make sure you always got to improve, right? So talk about what the first tee is doing here specifically at the Minnesota Golf Show. I know a lot of people will hear this podcast tonight. Maybe they'll hear it in the morning, and there's still plenty of time to come on down to the golf show where Hall B at the convention center, open till 6 o'clock on Saturday, open till 3 o'clock on Sunday. Obviously, I'm here every year. I know what you're doing. But for people who are just hearing this for the first time and they're going to come check out the show, uh, tell me a little bit about what you're doing. And before you even get to that, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite parts of this show is no matter wherever you are at, if somebody sinks the qualifying putt, you hear it throughout the hall because you can hear the cheering. Yes, And yes. that always makes me laugh yes. because everybody knows what that means. When you hear this, oh, everybody like, knows, like, oh, somebody made the putt. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a great, um, it's like our bell. Right? Yes, yep. It's like, it's our like bell. ringing the bell. It's like somebody, like ring the bell. It's more, it's more like a, somebody screaming. But uh, um, we've been with the, with the golf show for a number of years. Yes. Right? So it's a staple of the yeah, Minnesota it, Golf it, Show. The, the golf show, you got the golf show has been so generous to uh, uh, donate proceeds of the long putt through our program. Yep. So what we do is we 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 help provide the the staff of the long putt. So we'll we'll collect the balls as, as people hit it. We we help distribute the balls. So that's how we're part of it. And we, throughout our partnership, we we've, we've we've gained so much. We 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 interact with so many people and give them our message. Yes, just and that's that. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really I mean, that's, cool. That's a win-win for us. And then obviously the, the proceeds is, means a lot. And what, what happens with that? So let, let's just say that the take-home money, don't need to divulge what that is. But yeah, yeah. same thing I asked somebody else. If I give you 20 bucks for the first tee, what's that $20 doing? So that $20, because we're a nonprofit. So like I said earlier, our mission is to provide programming golf through uh, programming through golf lessons right and part of that is the financial barrier so we offer scholarships we do a lot of outreach programs so we go into the park and recs uh, the boys and girls clubs we are in 80 80 schools throughout the state so all of that we provide programming for them okay yeah on our on our grassroots on our, on our green 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 Roots facility, we have uh, people that pay. But having the ability to pay should not be a barrier for you. 100%. To learn how to play. Yeah, 100%. That's our goal, right? So this opportunity that the, the long putt, along with the Minnesota Golf has given us, it will provide all the scholarships, all this outreach. We, we have numerous free clinics to just get kids out. We just want to, we just want them to get a club in their head. Who knows? Yeah. We, I've been doing this for 19 years. I've seen tons of kids. Oh, golf. I don't know golf. That's not my sport. As soon as they learn how to hit it by themselves, they're like, I, I want to do it. Talked about that earlier in the podcast. I think it's just getting people to golf. I think pretty much everybody who has golfed in some way, shape, or form, maybe you only golf a few times a year. Maybe you golf a few times a week. But once you you have done it one time and maybe you've had some of that success of just hitting the ball cleanly, watching it do something you didn't think you could do, everybody's hooked. 
and in some way, shape, or form, they become a part of the community. And again, to tie it back, not to be super cheese ball here, yeah. but it does. It's just another great life lesson that you learn from the game of golf. You know, get out, try something. Oh, I did it. I had success. Oh, I like this. This is really fun. And that part's awesome to me. I mean, you know, like, there's no, like, don't, you don't have to apologize. There's no cheese ball of that. But, but the simple fact is, it, it's self-reliance. and You're the only one doing it. Yes. Right? Yep. It's you. It's literally, nobody's golfing exactly. for you. It's your it's, score. It's, it's yours. Yep. <laughs> but, but, right, here comes the, oh, the, the, see, the, that's called the chase. Once you hit that good shot, no, you're chasing after that. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. But it, 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 it's, it's the journey. That's what that the yes. first thing he's trying to do is have the journey enjoyable enough that when you hit that pure side, you know you did it. You know what I mean? Well, let's talk about here in closing. I want to actually talk about the competition, if we can call it that. What happens at the longest putt? There's a qualifying round basically, what, till noon or so on till, Sunday? Till about noon Sunday. Yep. So anybody who makes the qualifying putt can come back for, I think we call it basically the putt off. Yep. It's the putt, like the sudden death putt <laughs> Yeah, the sudden death putt off. But and the, the crowd that gathers, oh. it is so fun to watch it. 2018, that guy made it. Remember yeah, that? I was trying to remember the year, 2018, 2018. 2019, wow. somewhere. So people might look at this and go, well, okay, it can't be, it's probably not possible if yeah. that's the prize that they're giving away. No, it is possible, and, and it, it's been won before. It, so Google 2018 Minnesota Golf Show, and I believe, I don't know, around that time, um, that's, there's a YouTube video of it, and it's pretty intense. So it, the, the, the way the, the, the long putt works is you pay $5, and you get three putts, correct? Yep. And then here's the, here's the, the deal of it. If all those three putts make, right, then you have three chances at the sudden death. Love it. Right? Yep. So just because you made it, and I, I know we're not trying to, like, get you guys to, like, pay more, but <laughs> it actually is a good, you know, I mean, you want the chance, right? So let's say a guy spent, like, 100 bucks, yep. and he made, like, 10. He gets 10 shots. And also, there have been points. I've there watched, go. well, I've we've, watched we've, people over there fork over money and stand there all day. I, I'm still looking for that work. guy. Remember that guy? That guy would come in here, he would... Come in, and he literally would yeah. sit all day. Do you have gr maybe gray hair? Yeah, gray? yeah I think yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I haven't about. seen him yet. Yeah, because he always him. tells me every year I see him, and he tells yeah. me, I made the putt. And I'm like, you make the putt every year. Yeah, you make the putt more than <laughs> once. <laughs> but he's a good guy. I mean, no, that, and that's, and that's great. Yeah. And, to, and to your point, Franco, one thing to talk about, too, and I think people get this, but you spend your $5. Let's yeah. say you spend $5. You have three putts. Everyone's awful, and they don't go in. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You just donated $5 yeah, to, a, yeah. to literally, again, cheese ball. You won't yeah. like me saying this. You just donated $5. No, you may have changed the world for somebody. Oh, it could be. That's really well, cool. Um, I, I want to put, uh, uh, well, an old, our old board president used to say, we're saving lives out there. Yeah. I mean, I used to think like, ah, but we are in a way. You know? yeah. I mean, I don't no. want to like, come off as like, we're literally like, like, Giving like CPR tree, or tree something. Yeah. Out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we are. You no, know what I mean? And, I mean, it's like <laughs> and I mentioned this, and again, I don't want to combine you with, with another charity. I know there's not yeah. a real competition, but I mentioned this to the director of the MGA who works with Youth on Course, and I wanted to have both of you 
on this podcast so I could talk about the, Youth On Course and the first tee. Oh, Youth On Course is a great partner of us. Hubbard Broadcast. That's good to know. I didn't even know that. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, great to know. Yeah. So Hubbard Broadcasting, who, of course, I work for, they are the media partner here for the golf show. One of the big things that the company invests in is giving back, fundraising, doing things in the community. And that's another thing that I love about the golf show. The golf show, it's great for, look, refining your game, finding apparel, maybe booking your next outing. Maybe you're going to go to, I know, Alabama golf is here. Maybe you're booking mm -hmm. something to go down to Alabama. There's so much great stuff you can do, but at the bare minimum, giving a few dollars here and there to First Tee Youth on Course, that makes a difference and that matters. And that makes me feel really good to know that the show is invested in that. Because if we don't have young golfers and we're not teaching the game of golf, we won't have a game. So it's very, it's very important. So it, I admire the work that you guys do. We, at the we first really team. appreciate it, Ross. And, and like I said, we, we can't thank enough that the golf show has been, we've been part of the golf show for so long. And it's just part of growing the game. Like you said, yep. if the kid, the next generation is not involved in it, then who's going to take up the, the mantle? Correct. You know, who's going to take up the baton? Who's going to... Who's well, going to be the Franco in uh, 20 yeah, years? Right? Yeah, well, that's going to be her. Might still be Franco. Mm, well, it could be. Well, I do have a son <laughs> named Rocco. He's, he's, he's gunning for me. He's, he's seven <laughs> years old. That kid is fearless. Uh, is he golfing? Uh, of yeah, course. He's a good golfer. Yeah, I know, right? You know, but he, 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 like, he thinks he's got it figured out, though. I'm like, <laughs> what did you practice? I'm like, I don't know. It's easy. I'm like, I know, but... It's not that easy. It's, it's not that easy. <laughs> People that are listening, if they're not going to make it to the show, but maybe they want to send a few dollars to the yeah. first oh. tee, or they just want to learn more. So what's the website? Best way to do that? www.firstteeminnesota.org. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Firstteeminnesota.org. Yep. Is there anything that I didn't cover that you want to mention? Um, you covered everything. Perfect. Yeah. Thank that you, means Russ. I, that means I did a decent job. Yeah. You did a better job. I no, did no, a you did a job. great job. <laughs> Even though you said cheese balls, which I, it's not. It's not though. I'm also not sure I've ever used the term cheese ball. I don't mm. know where that cheese came from. Cheese balls are from. pretty good too, actually. Oh my gosh, the, those planters mm. ones that come mm. in the tin. I, I can't, as soon as it opens, it's gone. Yeah, let's 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 not start talking yeah. about food, or I'm no, going to go eat everything. No, you, you said it. Yeah. But really appreciate it, Russ. <laughs> thank you for giving us the the platform. No, thank you for mm. being here. Yeah, thank you for uh, the opportunity. This is really we've it's, uh, it's a blessing. Awesome. Right. Love yeah. to hear that. Franco Zerna, he's the program director with the first tee. If you're coming out to the show this weekend, give him five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. <laughs> Line up, try and sink the putt. Who knows? You might leave here about two thirty on Sunday with a brand new pontoon. Yep. Uh, it has been done. Eighty thousand dollar pontoon and thirteen thousand dollars. And some cash. cash. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty cool deal. Yeah. Just for uh, maybe putting a few dollars down in an investment. And it's, it's for a good cause. And it's Thank for, you. It's everybody. for a wonderful cause.